Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. everybody how's everybody doing today i think you said good let me get this kick this thing out of here so it doesn't come popping back on us okay welcome my name is charlotte i'm going to be your host for the next hour i'm also the owner of the california haunts paranormal investigation team based out of sacramento california we are 45 strong up and down the state which means we can get to you if you have a paranormal need anywhere in the state it might take us a couple days because what a lot of people don't realize is i know i know a lot of the ads and all that on tv and we're like hawaii right First thing you think of a California is beaches. So, yeah, we do have a lot of beaches, that's for sure. But we also have a lot of area that's wide open. You know, in other words, farmland. We've got a lot of deserts. We've got mountains. So when you call us for investigation, even though we have people up here in Central California, up towards Oregon, you know, out in the whole country, they still have to get to you. So it might, like I said, it might take a couple days. However... We do have psychics on staff, or mediums, if you want to call them that. Mediums and sensitives on staff. That can direct you or talk with you and talk about what's going on and what might not be going on. And in most cases, they can settle it down before we get out there, settle the situation down so we can come out and finish the job. So that's just an FYI. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on, on Instagram. You can find us at TikTok. You can find us at Twitch. You can find us on Twitter. Now on Instagram, we're Ghosty Gal. That's me, ghosty gal, all over case. On Facebook, California Haunts. We're everywhere. On by uh, Twitch, uh, Twitch, I think we're Cal Haunts. Uh, Twitter, I think we're California Haunts. And it's hard to remember all these things. Oh yeah, and uh, TikTok, we're California Haunts. And then YouTube, we are YouTube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. So that's the only one that's California Haunts Radio. Well, there's actually the California. Anyway, there's a page on Facebook, California. I want to welcome everybody. I'm really excited about tonight's show. Really, really excited because I love this topic. Anything Sasquatch, I'm there. Okay, I used to live and breathe that stuff growing up. We used to we stayed in Mount Rainier once, man. I got so into it because the stories that some of the Rangers had, you know, and bought my got my first Sasquatch book, and I still have that thing, the Bigfoot case book. Still have it. I was only about eight years old when I got when I got it originally. So my guest tonight. Um, and we've done this before where we've, we, we've had clips from that Patterson-Gimlin film from 1967 with Bigfoot walking across the field, you know, and then, then, and then, and then it looks back, right? But my guest tonight has really taken a hardcore look at that, and he's been able to pull some enhancements out of it and make the video look even better. Unfortunately, I couldn't find a copy of the video that I wanted. I have one here, and I couldn't find a copy, so... I did take some uh, clips off of his website, so you'll get a chance to see those tonight. And one of them is very striking, and I'm not going to say anything about it till the end. Because um, there's the old adage of, of hunters that have been out, and, and they see this thing out in the wild, and they point their gun at it to shoot it. And then they tear it, put the gun down. They can't, because according to them, it looks too human. So I'm going to show you something to prove that point today. And this is all off. Mr. Davis's site that I got. Okay. Okay. 
right, hang on. This is weird. It's just the internet draw jumped again on me. We are out of sync. Okay. Hopefully I'm back. Just to make sure. Not really. I may have to come off. There we go. Okay. Just making sure I'm in sync. It's been doing weird things. You've got to remember my internet. Everybody in this neighborhood has Xfinity. And there's a lot of news today. A lot of things happened today. So that's what's going on. So there might be some jumpiness on the video or whatever today. I can't, you know, I can't prevent that. It's just everybody and their brothers online. So, yeah. In fact, let me pop out and pop back in real quick, okay? I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right back. Okay. I may have to pop, pop both of us out every once in a while. But it's just because everybody and their brother has Xfinity. So no, I can't stop it. I can't prevent what's going on. All right, quick, a couple quick announcements before we get rolling here with my guest. Uh, so Saturday, I am teaching a second development class one, and that's a basic second, second development class. If you think you might have psychic abilities or you have some and you want to try and hone them in a little more, that's the class for you. Because I, I teach you how to open and close that psychic door so you can, you can have, have out-of-body uh, uh, out experiences. And a lot of the problems that people have is when they, they first discover they have abilities, they open the door. And not everything nice comes through that door. And they have a hard time closing it. But I teach you how to open and close that door via meditation, via going to visit your spirit guides, via going to visit your spirit animals, your spirit objects, your spirit place. So I teach you how to do all that. Plus, we look at different psychic techniques to see what you might be leaning towards. There's some psychics that can do everything. There's some psychics that, that have certain skills. So... We have exercises and stuff for that. So if you're interested in that, go to the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup meet and sign up over there under events. Sunday, I'm looking for a few a few good men. I'm looking for a few good team members. And Sunday is my hardcore class that I teach in order to bring people into the team to start the process. If you're interested in joining uh, Northern, California, Northern California's best teams, this is the way to get in. That's the only way to get in. I even, I even train my, my own team with this stuff. So, yeah. And that, of course, is at the California Haunts Meetup. So go ahead and check that out under events. Okay. Done with that. If you're watching from Facebook and you like what you see today, please hit that follow button. Please hit the smileys. Please please hit the happy faces and all that good stuff. What it does is it puts us higher in the, in, in the FYP so that, not, so that it gets distributed out to more people to see the video. Okay? And if you're at home, man, and there's people with you at home that are in the room with you and maybe... You like what you see? Call them in. Say, hey, there's this little show over here, and uh, I've been watching it, and it's, it's a pretty good show. Why don't you take a look at it? All right? Because the, the more this is shared, the more we get out to the world. And that's that's our goal, right? Right? Same thing with YouTube. If you're watching from YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, feel free to do so. There's 681 videos over on YouTube. And I've been doing this uh, in this format for about three years, but I was on Blog Talk Radio for another eight years, eight, nine years. So we have all kinds of programs. But YouTube, we've got 681. The problem with that is that when you go on the front page on YouTube, what do you see? A big blob of videos going down. It gives me a headache. So I've turned around and I've started to categorize everything. So if you go and look around, you can you can find things in the categories, like UFOs. That's in this category. Nancy Matt, she's got her category. Cryptids, like for this show, that's got its own category. So it's easier for you to find. So check it out. And again, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. And the same thing. Feel free to comment, 
happy faces, thumbs up, and all that good stuff because that helps us with the FYP over on YouTube as well. Okay? That's right. Facebook comments too. Okay? All right. So here we go. I'm going to bring our guest in, MK Davis, and we're going to start talking Sasquatch. Here we go. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Pardon? How are you today? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Tell me about you, please. About me? Yeah. Let's hear about you. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was listening to your intro there. Um, I, I am mostly known for my efforts with the Patterson Bigfoot film. Mm -hmm. And I kind of backed into that. Uh, I was an astrophotographer. In other words, I, I took space photos. Very cool. Uh, well, you learn a little bit about film. Mm hmm and uh, rescuing faint details from uh, from space photos and stuff. I, one day, uh, this is in the early infancy of the internet, uh, I saw a couple of frames from the Patterson film that were just far and away better than, than anything that had ever been shown on television or in the movies for that matter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I recognized that it had been filtered in much the same way you would an astrophoto in an effort to get the best detail. And uh, so I knew the person who did it, knew what he was doing, and it just got me curious that, that uh, there's just a general rule of thumb that you can't get anything good from a bad film. Right. You know, so uh, where did this come from? And, and uh, I began an inquiry because I knew that they had there had to be a better version of the film because this these existed. Mm -hmm. And so I, I began to make contacts and, and re requests and, and, and may, I traveled up to Oregon and attended one of the conferences there, uh, the Western Bigfoot Society, and made some contacts there. And eventually I started to to uh, make some inroads and uh, get access to some of these better images. And, and it's just been a, a, a long drawn out affair of getting the best images most of the time. And then when I finally got them, I processed them like I knew how to do it uh, from astro photography. And, and then I stabilized it, which is half the ball game anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, you eliminate more than excuse me, you eliminate uh, all the planes of motion but one. And mm -hmm. then that way your brain can follow everything and, and process mm -hmm. it. And, and so you, you, everything is brought to dead to the center and and uh, two o'clock in the morning you hit the preview button and you just can't hardly believe what you're seeing. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's just that good. Uh, and so, uh, as as it, time went on, uh, I got the, the best images. I got the whole film done that way, and and uh, then you began to ask yourself the question: uh, instead of asking, uh, "Does it exist?" You ask, mm -hmm. "What is it?" Mm -hmm. uh, 
what what it, what are we looking at here? What's the nature of it? Mm-hmm. So those those questions uh, began a new inquiry, and as it turns out, one inquiry leads to another mm-hmm. inquiry, and and you're here I am today, all these years later. It's that rabbit hole. You know, looking from my perspective, and like you've had experience with your astrophotography. I'm a photographer, videographer. I've been live in 20, you know, 20 years doing this. I've worked with all the software there is, Final Cut Pro, you name it. You know, I've worked with all that. And I was looking at the stuff on your website. It, it's incredible. It's incredible what you've been able to do. But there's still, like, I'm not a skeptic. I, I do believe that, that this thing exists. But there's still that part at the back of my mind when you think about the movies leading up to that time. You had the King Kong movies, you know, um, then, then right behind this, in 68, the first uh, the Planet of the Apes movie came out. So what, what, what do you think separates this creature from, say, special effects in Hollywood? Uh, the thing that separates it is quality of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, and unfortunately, for the first 40 years, or, or the, uh, people only saw these these generational copies mm-hmm. uh, that were they're called, I guess you could say it was dumbed down or the quality was made to where you didn't see anything but a silhouette walking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the sandbar itself was overexposed white. Uh, you know, uh, that type of thing. And so, and then the person says, well, I want you to believe this. Mm-hmm. But it's not reasonable to expect people to believe something below mm-hmm. quality like that. Uh, the ne- next question is, why was it low quality when it existed high quality? Right. And uh, that's a whole nother, whole nother story. And it took a long time to, to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. But it's the high quality stuff is, is I, I have a good bit of it now and it's just it just will blow your mind you know just how good it is you can see back behind me there on the wall that's a made from one of those good quality frames you know back up no, this way right <laughs> that way I tried to copy a couple frames off your website, so we'll see how it goes. Um, so what struck you, when, when you look at this creature, what strikes you the most about it? Well, it, uh, first of all, when I first looked at it, I could see what uh, I recognized to be biomechanics, biomechanical okay. motion. You know, it's, it's that's things are just extremely difficult to, to emulate in a suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can see the clavicle moving under the skin uh, and things of that nature, which uh, immediately tells you, uh, you know, that you're looking at something that's that's smooth and living flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, as it turns out, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a long drawn out study. Mm-hmm. Uh, as to what you're looking at, it's, it's, uh, I know that it's extremely uh, massive. Uh, it's dense. Uh, 
it, it, it weighs a lot more than we weigh. Mm -hmm. uh, not just a little more. Uh, you can't apply human, human terms to it. If, mm -hmm. if you walk upon it and you see it walking out there on the sandbar, you can't say, well, you know, that looks like about a 7,800 pound man, you know. Right, right. Can't do that. If, if, if whatever you think it is along those terms, it's probably double that. Right. Uh, it's about, a, 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 well, for instance, a cubic inch of Sasquatch flesh will weigh about double what a cubic inch of our flesh would weigh. The density is just tremendous, and every all the systems to support that density uh, are there. You know, the, the, the blood and the ability of the blood to carry oxygen, and mm -hmm. the, the, the heart, the large heart, large lungs. Uh, it could go up the up the hill behind that film without any problem without breaking stride it can just just walk turn and walk up it is the, the amount of muscle fiber that's in those legs you you wouldn't want it to step on your foot <laughs> because it would just absolutely smash it and well, that's looking, yeah well, i was looking at your website and i was looking at, at that enhanced footage that you had to show it you're right. I mean, it's incredible. Like you say, the, the, the lack with the clavicle moving, you can see the leg muscles going as, as it's walking. You know, as it turns around, you can see the leg muscle on the hip. It's just that this, this, this enhancement that you've been able to do is fabulous. Yeah, uh, well, it, it all starts with having good material to work with. Mm -hmm. uh, you really can't make something out of nothing. Uh, so it, uh, the half of the ball game was the search for the, the quality images. And, and they indeed were out there. Uh, and the, the original film is out there as well, but it has never been projected. Okay. And, and it is in a vault somewhere. Mm -hmm. I know that it's, it's in a vault. These blurry films that we've been seeing, like you say, you know, it's over and over and over and over. And people that don't understand how film works, the, you know, the more you the more you make a copy of it, the, the the less clear it gets. Copy after copy after copy, as opposed to the original. Right, right. It it, it also builds contrast because you're going mm -hmm. positive to positive, mm -hmm. and and it builds contrast when you do that. So the brights get brighter and the, the darks get darker. Uh, until you reach that point where you can't see anything but a silhouette, right? And they, the the, the handlers the, of the film, seem to be uh, desirous of that. They, they mm -hmm. were looking to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, they had the original that they could have released to to mankind, but they right. didn't do it. Right. Right. So let's talk about this. You, you you enhance this, and you're watching this thing walk across. When when you first took a look at this, what's the what's the first thing that struck you? Uh, well, it, it struck me as I, I went through uh, frame by frame. Right. And uh, you know, this is the generated copy, but it's not a bad copy. No. 
no. all versions of the film ha have something to offer. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in this particular one, you can see the skin tones separate from the hair. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it's, 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 it's easy to see that the hair is not all encompassing. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's kind of haired over. And in some places, it, there is no hair. Right. So you know it's <laughs> it's it's a it's a hairy individual, but not I wouldn't I would stop short of saying furry. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Now with the with the bald spots, because I know you mentioned that on your website, like down you know on the hip down there, is that from the arms rubbing back and forth on there, or do you think that that's just a bald spot? Uh, I th I think that it, it, right right across the top portion of the leg. Uh huh. The, the hand and the thumb, it, it, it moves that thumb constantly. It, it's rotating the thumb like a nervous person would do. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just rakes it across that hair and creates that, that line of baldness, as you can see sure. it. Uh, and, and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, that, with, right. you know, that tells you that it's not, not a suit that somebody put on. Right, and then and then shot the film, because it's been there long enough to wear that. Right, right. Well, anybody, your your dogs, your cats, anything like that, you're going to find that. You know, on any on any animal, really. Because my cats are forever rubbing their heads, you know, against the walls and whatever else, and there's like there's ball spots on their ear, you know, behind their ears from where they're rubbing. Yeah, you That's can get them uh, if if there's some reason that makes you want to rub yourself in one spot all the time well then you're going to have that you know and of course for regular modern man it, it would matter little right. he'd have his clothes on and, and he wouldn't have that that level of hair coverage, right right you know uh but on, on, a, on a sasquatch that's out there and, and the hair is exposed uh mm -hmm. yeah it does matter and you can see where it's been rubbing mm-hmm Mm -hmm. What about the way it walks? What, what, what struck you about the way it walks? Uh, well, it, it walks kind of funny, uh, but it, but it may not be characteristic of all Sasquatch. Okay. Uh, it, the reason I say that is in this particular image you have up, you'll see down there on the femoral muscle, you'll mm -hmm. see a bulge. Right. And it's got a dark shadow underneath the bulge. So, so it's not... It's not an anomaly. Uh, it's not mm -hmm. just something on the film. It's mm -hmm. actually was on her, mm -hmm. and and there's something going on there, and it may very well explain the, the odd walk. Right, right. Were you able to estimate how tall she is, or not? I'm pretty pretty sure that she's no taller than six foot seven. Okay. And that she's. Uh, six foot five sounds better to me, uh, but but six foot seven I wouldn't argue with. Right. But that's that's not not short by any means. Right. What I did was to take the uh, the frame that has the the foot sticking straight back at the camera, mm -hmm. and it's perpendicular, and I just trimmed trimmed it and brought it and stacked it up, duplicated it, 
until I got up from from the bottom to the top and, and did a, I know that that the tracks were measured at 14 and a half inches so that and you you try to account for broken ground and uh, the stooped posture you know right that's why I say I, I six foot five I wouldn't argue with six foot seven I wouldn't argue with. seven foot four I would argue with right right and it obviously is a female because it does have breasts oh yeah it certainly does it's amazing it's just amazing I got this other one that you did when it's flipped it's not walking the other way guys it's flipped yeah, that, that's just a steal out of a out of a uh, animation. Hmm. Uh, if you could see the animation on this, you would see the breasts actually, you know, jiggle. In the I did. I was trying to catch that as the animation came up, but I couldn't catch it. Yeah, I catch that. I I could well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess this would run animation. You'd have to let me do it though. I, I could pull one up probably sure if you want we can try I'm holding just a yeah it's fascinating though i mean it's, it's it's so interesting because after looking at your stuff it gives me a whole new perspective especially with the face one that we're going to show towards the end you know that that, that full frontal face one just blew, blew me away last night yeah uh, there's some real there's some really good ones you know that that go right up to the uh, original film and uh, I mean, it's, it's it shows minutia. And how long did it take you to do all this uh, work? Uh, work oh, many many years. Okay, here uh, we go. Yeah, it was. Let's call it up here. Yeah, let's see here. There we go. Let's call it. Up. Add. Let me get my hard drive cranked up. There you go. Okay. See if it'll do it. I see it on there. I just don't see it coming up on the screen. We'll see. Sometimes StreamYard can be testy. Let's see. Saturday presentation program. All right. Now, let me see. Huh. Let's see. Breast, breast jiggle. Let me just put this one here. If it on. It's not seeing believing, you know? Yeah. Let me see if I can get this up here. See if it's going to cooperate with us. Let me know if you get it. I'll start it. There we go. Yeah, there we go. You see them independently moving? Yes. I'm glad you were able to do this because, yeah, I really wanted to look at this stuff on here. Yeah, see, yeah. You can't deny how it's moving. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they have a lag time, too, as well, uh, which is about what you'd expect something about the weight of water mm -hmm. you know uh, as she goes up and down they follow with a little bit of lag 
uh, it's a, uh, it's, you know, you, it's what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, uh, there's just a, a ton. This is this is some of my best stuff that I've done as far as clarifying and creating slow motion high quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, complete look. And to do this kind of work, how long does it take you to do all this? Pardon? How long does it take you to do all this? Oh, I might have, I might have worked a month on this. Wow. Now, watch, watch right here, and you'll see it. Uh, it's slow motion, but no, no uh, flicker. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to go find the one that goes the whole entire way. That is really cool. Really cool. Yeah, it's uh, the the one with the... Uh, let's see. I think, here's the, uh, it's just... Uh, things are just so numerous. Uh, here's Here's... Where I, I use false color to make the breast show real well. You know, it just brightened everything up and right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, this is the process on the right. It's the same animation, but the one on the right is. is is able to do it without flicker or without jerking. You know, when you're running at 16 frames a second, right. you, it, it, it appears to jump. And uh, this processing on the right there uh, kind of takes that flicker and that jump out of it and makes it look a whole lot more natural. That is incredible. And there's the ear. You see it shows with a little yeah. bit of enhancement. Yeah. It's not exactly like our ear, like modern man. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's there, there may be some people who have an earlobe like that, but it's not the kind that just hangs down, you know, right. hang an earring in real easy. And what do you it, think this is? Pardon? Well, in your opinion, what, what what do you think this is? Is it, is it you know, so is it something in between us and, and the Neanderthals? Or, or, or what do you uh, think? I, I'm thinking... Um, I'm thinking it's uh, it's it's uh, an antique antiquated person. Okay. You know, uh, somebody from eons ago. You know, they mm -hmm. find their skulls. They're 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 finding out now that a lot of the skulls that they're finding aren't really that terribly old. Mm -hmm. uh, they the uh, Homo naledi skulls that they found uh, in South Africa. They expected when they sent those off to be dated, they expected them to come back two and a half million years old, right. and they came back 200,000. Whoa, that's a big difference. That's a huge difference, uh, which means that there was overlap between them and modern man. Mm -hmm. 
uh, well, who's to say that there's not overlap uh, in the mountains of Northern California? I don't know right. the Cascades, uh, that type of thing. And who's to say? I mean, as big as the as, as, as biggest area as it is, even you know, going into Oregon and Washington, who's to say there's, there's not a big population of these things out there? And I mean, no, nobody would know because they're, they're hidden by the trees and all that. Yeah, well, it's, it's some of them. If you've seen some of that territory they're living in, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's not a lot of people would even want to go uh, up up from the Patterson site. Film right. site, it, it's a forty-five degree climb. Wow! So you have to you're literally looking at the at the hillside right in front of you, mm -hmm. and you're just kind of using your hands and your feet to to uh, crawl your way up. Okay, well. I'm glad you did that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I see I have the walk across. Let me see. Full color patterns. I did this one. It's a, it's a pretty popular one. Uh, I took the one of the high quality images that I got from uh, mm -hmm. Patricia Patterson, and you see how good it is right there. Right. And then I took a, a little bit lower quality version of the film, and and I superimposed it and had it walk across this great background, and wow. you'll see what a what a real difference it made. It gave us the ability to kind of see what they saw. Uh-huh. That is cool. Very cool. She's steady shrinking as she walks from left to right. And uh, she's walking away at an angle. And she's, right. See how big she is right there? And then when she right. makes it to the other side, she's re really small. Uh and, and when I first got into this, people would say, well, she's 1.8 millimeters in the film. Mm -hmm. And I said, at what part of the film? You know, because she's way bigger than 1.8 millimeters when she starts out, and she's way smaller when she ends. I mean, at what what point in the film is she 1.8? What are you looking at? Right. Uh, and, you know, they didn't have any answers. They, they'd just been repeating this by just uh, regurgitating what they'd heard. Uh, that's why I say science didn't give it its due. Mm -hmm. uh, and and the people that handled the film actually didn't either. They, they could have exposed the world to the very best version of it from right. the get-go and, and then let the chips fall where they may. But they did not do that, so it, it left it up to folks like me to try to root out the, the, all the whys and what forms. When you talk about the good version of this, what does that mean exactly? I mean, there's the, I, mean I know we're talking the original film that they shot, because back then there was no HD or anything like that. So when you talk about you know the good version, what, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about the, uh, the one closest to the master copy. Okay. Uh, it's just it's it's, it's a, the, the difference is day and night. 
and if, if when you start jumping downhill, you know, and making these copies, uh, you start to lose a lot of detail. Yes. Uh, if you could boost boost uh, a film like this one mm percent, -hmm. you're going to see ten new things. Right. And you know there and about. Mm -hmm. So you know you're going to lose ten new things by copying it. Mm -hmm. You know uh, the people can't see or make it, uh, and and you know it's. I don't know that that. Uh, you know, if people have their mind made up, you know, it's it's hard to change it. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to go uh, and show you this next one. It's uh, a gentleman by the name of Todd Gatewood from Oklahoma. He asked if he could work with me with some of these frames because he had uh, a technique and and some software that he thought would make a difference. And it really has. And and the one that I sent him, oddly enough, was the one that I originally worked on. Mm -hmm. uh, and, oh, my gosh, when I got it, I just could It was incredible. Uh, let me go to that. Cool. Let's see. I'm going to have to just go out of here. All these years, you know, with this film being out and people that are trying to debunk it and all this other stuff, it's just, I agree with you in that the way this thing moves, I don't think a human can move like that. You know, we're, we're, like wearing a suit. I just don't think so. No, I, I couldn't. Uh, and, and that's why I'm saying, you know, it, it, you must have the good quality, mm -hmm. you know, so people can see that for their, for their self. Uh, it it's uh, okay. Here we are. Now this is the original. This is a TIFF image. It goes to another program. Over. There we go. Now that's oh, cool. that's that's it. That's a filtered image. It's mm. mon monochrome, but it's from the master, and uh, it's still it's still so. All there's no such thing as an image that that's perfect, right? But this right here shows an awful lot of detail. Uh, now, I'm going to show you now what he did to it. Okay. There you go. Wow. And he didn't do this with artistry. He mm -hmm. did it. This is what's actually on there because I took one on top of the other and did a fade in and out where I could compare them point for point. Mm -hmm. And everything you see on this frame right here is on that raw image. Mm. It, he just tightened it all up and made it visible and clear. And uh, he has, 
he deserves to be accolades for that. Absolutely. That's why I was saying in the beginning of the show, you know, there's a lot of reports of hunters that run into this thing and they decide they're going to shoot it. Then it turns around, looks at them, and they won't shoot it because it looks too human. Well, I don't know many people who can shoot after seeing this face. Oh, yeah. I mean, God. You know, that's not a face of a gorilla. Uh-uh. Not even close. But it's clearly not not 100% us either. No. Uh, it's 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 something from days of yore. Yeah. You know that's still still surviving up in those mountains and uh, those high places, hard to get to places. See, and I, I look, other I look places. At, yeah, I look at the top of the skull too because of the reports of uh, the, you know some of the reports of it kind of coming to a point, but this almost does. You know the positioning of the skull on here. And yeah, she's got she's got a little bit of a hairstyle. I could <laughs> go into that. that. It, the top part comes back down the back mm-hmm. as a kind of a tied up uh, little ponytail, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really rough one, but it's it's there. Uh, let me see if I can find. Let's see. You know, have you ever been out on a expedition to look for this thing? Oh, uh, many times. I've been to Bluff Creek about 15 times. Watch oh, this. Oh, oh, I didn't realize it was uh, one, of my, one of my narrated ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it happens. Oh, I'm MKD. Oh, I'm looking for one that did the fade. Uh, I'll just show the comparison. Okay, okay. That's that's the original. There we go. Wow. And, and then I, I kind of move move it across, and I, I and the one on the far right, you see the teeth up in there. I just made them a little more visible with enhancement. Right. Uh, it's that you're looking at the face of, of a Sasquatch. Just what a Sasquatch looks like. Yeah, I was looking at the teeth last night. I thought that it's got better teeth than me. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's got some pretty good teeth. It couldn't afford to have balance. You know, it's it, it, we're no telling how thick the enamel is on them. Yeah. This is just incredible. But like I said, you know, those reports that like they say it looks too human, so they don't want to harm it. And I can see why. You know, when you see this photo, you can see why they don't want to do anything to it. Yeah, uh, it, really, it, it, if uh, it, most people, I say most people, there, there's always an exception mm-hmm. to the rule. You know, somebody that might do something, you know, with without without thought or, or malice, but mm-hmm. just you know, throw a rifle up, and shoot first, ask questions later. Right. Uh, that that kind of thing happens, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt seriously if you could take this to town and get away with it, though. Right. Number number one, you couldn't put it on your truck. Right. Uh, I, I doubt if ten people could put it on a truck. That's uh, huge. Yeah, it's it's massive, and then this is Mrs. Sasquatch. You can only imagine what Mr. Sasquatch is like. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so, you know, no, I, I don't think that it's really possible for us to, say, be friends with them. Right. Uh, uh, they're, they could kill you by just slapping you on the back. You right. know, uh, it's, it's, they're, they're so much more massive and so much more uh, physical that it, it would just be, you'd almost have to keep your distance mm -hmm. and try to talk across the way to them, you know. Uh, I, kn I know that uh, Bob Gimlin, uh, he was there during the filming of the Patterson film. Uh, he told me that if he had it to do over again, he would throw down his gun and try to get her to talk to him. Uh, so he felt years later that she could talk to him. Huh, okay. So it, it's not it's not necessarily a, 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 an absurd thought for uh -huh. for you to communicate with them. Uh, I'm sure they do communicate. Not just with themselves, but the 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 Hoopa Indians told me that in in the old days they used to trade with them, and they got to where they couldn't they couldn't trust them. They were unreliable and dishonest. They said huh. uh, they didn't have too many good words for them. They they uh, they said that they would steal. They, they'd run, go out to the river and run your, run your nets and get all the fish out of them. You know, just they didn't have any lines in the sand. Right. And they may not have thought of themselves as being in any way, you know, malfeasance or anything like that. They might have thought it was normal. Well, right. It's like any animal, you know. I. I even your dog, you know, if you cut some slack with one thing, it's going to push and try and do more. You know what I mean? And maybe because we don't know if they what their thought processes are like, if they're like us or not. You know, what, the, what their brain processes. So, I mean, this could still be primal. You know, and that, that's how they think. They, they think like an animal that's hungry. But they did say that they spoke in a, in a, in a, in a an old ancient form of the Hoopa language. Ah, okay. Uh, so, you know, they they could communicate. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't know everything they said, but they they knew enough to, to cut deals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's in the old days. Of course, that all went away with, uh, you know, the advent of the European presence and, uh, and firearms. Right. And and when it came to firearms, they they went up to the high country then. They didn't stay down in the valley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's where you find them now in the high country. Right. What do you think of the Sierra Sound? Uh, Sierra Sound is probably the the audio version of the Patterson thing. Okay. Uh, that's I I. I, I spent a good bit of time with Ron Moorhead, and mm -hmm. I believe he's absolutely telling the truth. Absolutely. And then there's that other gentleman up in, uh, up in Oregon that has what he claims is audio of them actually speaking. Well, in, uh, in, in Oregon? I think it's Oregon or Washington. Okay. 
Well, I, I, I you, you're not, you're not going to catch me calling anyone a liar, you know. Right, right. Uh, especially, you know, when you the things that I've seen already. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if a person has uh, that has been able to do that, uh, then uh, and maybe he can get something else at some point in time that would together would, mm-hmm. would put it put Bigfoot in the books. Right. Uh, I'm all for that. I, I'm all for putting Bigfoot in the books uh, as long as it's accurate information. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's kind of it needs where it needs to be. It's 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 roaming the planet with us, and it's uh, you know, how do how do you stay out of a textbook? Uh, Big, right. Bigfoot has done it. You know, the only he's only made it into the paranormal books, but <laughs> he need, he needs to be in the textbooks, and that's that's kind of a goal worthy of pursuit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So tell me about your trips to Bluff Creek. Okay, uh, hold on. I'm sitting here staring at this picture. I need to get back over to where I was. <laughs> and I'm going to get off of sharing. And oh, here I am. Here we go. Uh, Bluff Creek, uh, I've been there. Uh, I've been going there since 2005, sometimes twice a year. One year, three times. Mm-hmm. And I did studies. I did uh, compression studies on the sand there. Uh, microscopic studies. Uh, trying to trying to figure out the densities. How much weight it takes. And, and that sand has got unique qualities because it's not it's not quartz sand. It's it's uh, slate. Okay. Slate, slate splits up into little platelets, and and they all bind against each other like this, and so they just don't roll out of the way like this real easy. Mm-hmm. It takes a very heavy weight to push them out like that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you see that. Uh, I found a set of tracks down there in 2015. Uh, I was down there with a, a Japanese film crew, and there was spot maybe. 12, 15 of these tracks across the sandbar there, and I could not even put a dent in it. We found bear tracks that were nothing but a little bit of disturbance, mm-hmm. and uh, they went four inches deep. And that give you an idea of just how heavy. Right, right. Well, that was my next question, too, because there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of the skeptics believe that there's some guy, you know, running around the woods with, with these giant feet making these tracks. You could if the conditions were right. I know mm-hmm. some people that did. Uh, but they worked for the logging company. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were a bunch of fresh tracks along this logging road that they had just built. And it was a lot of dust. It was in the summer and a dry time. And they were having a hard time keeping their crews working because the crews were really spooked. So they got these two guys to make them a wooden shoe, uh, put it on, and they pulled them behind a truck and where they would spread their legs way out and get the 
the wide uh, instep there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they said, look, old Fred and Johnny did all these. You know, trying to get them to believe that all of them were done. Right. Fred and Johnny. And, and they would go back to work. But it, they eventually saw the Bigfoot for themselves. Uh, there were the a group of those Bigfoot were chunking rocks at them from on top of the mountain up there. Wow. And uh, that was all they they left. They went and packed their stuff up and left. <clears throat> they, uh, you can still find the remnants. The opportunity of, to. Uh... Right. You can still find the remnants of some of that activity. Uh, they, uh, the Bigfoot threw down this, uh, these culverts down the side of the mountain, and the culverts bounced down the side and hit trees and bent around the trees. Mm -hmm. uh, and we found those culverts. They're still there. And, uh, and you know, so I, I, know, I know that those stories were true. You know, uh, the more you look, the more you find, and, and the more you realize that you know that we're not you're not looking at a, uh, something that somebody cooked up. Right. Have you um, spent the night out there and, and heard noises in, in in the woods or anything like that? Uh, oh yeah, that that very same trip that I went with the Japanese people. Uh, you know. I was asleep. They they were afraid of bears. Mm -hmm. And I had already told them, you know, this is, you know, high bear populations in here. You know, you, you need to bring a bell. But I was thinking, you know, put a bell on your backpack, you know, a ding, ding, mm -hmm. jingle bell. Well, they bought a bicycle bell. You know, you, you move it with your thumb. Right. And they sat there and rang that bell and rang it. They took shifts. And uh, about three in the morning, they woke me up and they said, okay, there's something out there. And I said, really? Uh, this was, we were actually, you know, camp not far away from those tracks I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, I listened for a little bit, and then I, I heard a, a branch break, and not a twig, but a branch. Mm -hmm. uh, something heavy had stepped on a branch. Mm -hmm. So I got the flashlight, and I stood up, and I just tore out running straight toward it. And they started hollering and jumping up and down and screaming. They were afraid that if something happened to me, they couldn't make it out of there. Hmm. And they were, they would say, come back, come back, come back, come back. And uh, I finally did come back. I, could, I tried to get around behind it, but I couldn't. I was trying to get a light on it. But I believe that it was probably the same one. I don't believe it was a bear. I, I, the reason why is that a bear runs from those bells. Right. They don't run to come to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was probably the same one who made those tracks. Do you think uh, a lot of the sightings that, that people have 
It's just that, that the Sasquatch are curious. Uh, curi they're, they're just curious about us as, as we are about them. Well, no, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what what point you know curiosity uh, evolves into something else. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you look at what happened to uh, that uh, that uh, gold miner up there and. In Canada, he got picked up and carried off. Yeah, uh, I think they made about twenty miles with him that night, uh, walking uphill. He was stuck in his in his sleeping bag. Mm -hmm. Osman, Albert Osman. Yes, I remember that. Story. There was another another kidnapping there by a guy named by the name of Muchalad Harry. He was a Native American who who got kidnapped and carried off and when they put him down he was in there were he said there were bones everywhere and he just knew that he was gonna be killed and he said he was wearing long johns they were bright red and he said they kept grabbing his long johns and pulling them because they thought it was his skin okay. you know they would pull it and then when they, I guess they realized it wasn't his skin, they lost interest and walked away, and he he made his escape. So there's, that's a couple of times there where they took somebody, and I'm sure it's been more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but at what point does curiosity become, you know, something else? You know, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to, you know, Maybe you could be that groundbreaking person to, <laughs> right, <laughs> to, to establish the relationships, but I, I don't know that I would want to be that. To give it a try. <laughs> Do you think there's ever going to be a time when, like 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 you said, the Native Americans were you know we're, we're dealing with the communication and everything? You think there's ever going to be a time that it comes together finally and that. We're actually going to be able to see and talk to them in this in this era. I, I kind of doubt it, based upon what the Native Americans have said about them. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't trust them, and they said that if you encounter one of them, he says, speak to them in whatever language you know, and at the same time back away. And the reason for that is, it it. it it throws the Sasquatch off. It, it, he doesn't know whether you have a companion or not. Okay. So you're speaking to someone that he can't see. Mm -hmm. So it gives you a little bit of a, a time or, or opportunity to kind of make a getaway, uh, which is, that was their prescription for an encounter is to, to create your own little distraction. Mm -hmm. And and then and they I, I guess they realized down through the years that that worked. Mm -hmm. You've worked so hard on this footage. Um, what's been the reaction that, that, that you've gotten from the people that are into Bigfoot and the people that, that are kind of skeptical? I, I don't know. It just depends. You know, people are invested in Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And it uh, depends on, like, like for instance, this latest where you, you can see the face really well. Mm -hmm. 
it, it, it's been lauded by people who think that Bigfoot is some kind of a person. Right. But it's been kind of uh, not, not truly appreciated by those who think it's a great ape. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Right. right. But you, you sh- if you are an honest person, you should just let let it go if that's what's required. Right. You know, if that's what this shows. Uh, I don't know why anybody would hang on to a notion that's patently false. Right. You know, even if, if you thought it was true, you know, you can still see for your, hey, well, let's go this direction then. You know, uh, that's the way I've always approached it. If I, I was ready when I, if I had found a zipper or anything or stitches or anything to indicate that it was fake, I was okay with that. Uh, it, it just, I was trying to find answers. And that that's, uh, as it turned out, you see that the answers are, you know, it, it just screams real. Absolutely. What's next for you? Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really done completely with Bluff Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some places that I've had a hard time making it back to. Uh, I only made it there once. Mm-hmm. I found what I, I consider to be a lair up on the side of the mountain. It had a brook a waterfall coming through it it had a, a deer carcass in it and a whole bunch of tracks and i've never have not made it back since for one reason or another it's uh one year i went back and it was a whole lot of the tree fall from heavy snow you know that it put a lot of treetops down right couldn't hardly go up the hill because of it. Uh, another time I went up there, uh, uh, a bunch of us got sick. Uh, I didn't get sick, but my companions did. You almost have to have stuff to get up there, you know. Right, right, right. Uh, it's just one thing after another. Uh, so uh, I've got this really good, you know, video uh, documentation of it. But I would like to go back up there and spend the night in there. And that's, that's been a goal. And I, I went back up in 2019, and I had a good many friends. And Don Monroe, he tripped and fell and stuck a stick in his ear. Uh, and he, he was messed up. And this other fellow, Dennis, Dennis Gwern. He got sick of the stomach, and and that you could you could talk about those points. You know when you talk about the strange part of Big Green, uh, how uh, none of us felt that way until we were about to go up <laughs> to that lair, and uh, it just like repulsed us all back down. Mm-hmm. It's it's been some strange things up there. It's it's not a I wouldn't call it a normal place by any stretch of imagination. I did film what I think is a Sasquatch there in two thousand and eight. 
uh, I call it the croucher because he's crouching along the stream and he's uh, kind of in the shade or the shadows. I didn't see him. Mm -hmm. I didn't discover it until later that there he had been there. He had was sitting there with a, some kind of a towel uh, wrapping something up. And when I say a towel, it was flexible. Uh, could have been leather, could have been, uh, there were a lot of firefighters in that area about a month or so prior. Mm -hmm. Could have been something they left behind. Right. We also found that morning uh, a, what looked to be a little fetus floating in in the stream. Oh. Uh, with a, it had a little tube, you know, the umbilical cord on it. Mm -hmm. And it had little appendages uh, and that was right, right downstream from where I found that one in the shade there, Croucher. Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe it was somehow tied to, to it. Mm -hmm. But it, uh, th that, that's how close I came, but I had no knowledge that I was that close. Mm. Incredible. How can well, people find you, sir? Pardon? How, how, how can people locate you? Do you have an email okay. or websites? Yeah, well, I, I've got a, a, a YouTube, which okay. is it's Green Wave FB 2010. Okay. And, and it's an old football channel that when I closed it down from football, I just mm -hmm. moved my Bigfoot stuff over there and okay. people started going. Uh, and then I got the Davis report.wordpress.com. And then I've got some good stuff over there because I've got a lot of my animations over there that, that, uh, YouTube requires a different format. Yeah. And the WordPress site will run them just like I made them. Uh, so it's good stuff over there. Somebody wanted to go over there spend a little time they'll absolutely. see some unparalleled uh, visuals absolutely i want to thank you for coming on i loved every thank second you, i love talking about this topic and this film has always fascinated me since i can remember thank you so much thank you a lot all right i'd like to get you on later on talk more about this okay all don't right. be a stranger all right sir thank you have a great rest of your evening bye -bye. All right, I learned so much tonight, and I hope you did too. That that picture, the face, it just just blew me away last night when I saw it. Just blew me away. Anyway, tomorrow, uh, Carmen Turner shot is going to be back with us for a second shot. Was I say that of being on here because of course last week when she was on and made the attempt to be on, the internet was so unstable. So hopefully we've got that that repaired today. It wasn't too bad. There are a couple spots, but again, it's a big news day, so we do what we can do. So I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. I really appreciate you uh, joining us, and I'm glad he was able to show some of his graphics to us. That was awesome, uh, because the, um, I was trying to get those to work, and I couldn't get any of that to work. So it's just been one of those days. But again, I want to thank you all. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hate the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio, and we just want to get the word out about this show. So if you can do that for me, that would be great. Uh, if you like the show, give me some thumbs up, show me some love, you know. 
uh, whatever, to uh, just help us out a little bit, comment, whatever. But anyway, I want to thank you all. And again, uh, Carmen will be with us tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. So uh, I'm just going to sign off here and say see you later.